0: let us pray. May God always show up in the places we least expected. May we continue to believe and trust. May we continue to listen to the angels that God sends, and may we experience the risen Christ daily. All this we ask in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, three in one. Amen. One of the most complex decisions I've had as an adult uh, was deciding if I was called to be a mom. There are a lot of women in my family, so there's a lot of, of mom roles being played, either by single parents or aunts that just be- that became, that took that role of caretaking as well. And yes, I grew up playing with dolls and playing kitchen. But believe me, playing kitchen did not make me a good cook. So I didn't want to assume that playing with dolls and whatnot meant that I was called to be a mom, or a good one for that matter. It was something that Than and I really had to think about because our parents had children at an early age, and we knew that that was not what we wanted. We had the privilege of choosing what was best for us, we knew a baby would change everything, so we decided we wanted to wait a few years. We had nieces and nephews to spoil, and both of us as, uh, in our professional lives we were teachers, so we taught, and so we had our fair share when we thought we had that baby fever that you call it. And Maybe some of you have asked the same questions we asked ourselves during the years leading up to Sophia's birth. Are we ready for a baby? Can we afford to have a baby? Is healthcare gonna cover? How does it work? So many different pieces to it. And when we finally decided that we would never be ready and we should just try, there were even more surprises, right? Like, why aren't we pregnant yet? Like, what is taking so long? What is happening? Is there something wrong? What kind of test do we need to take now? And I've shared with you some of the questions that come up after the baby arrives. We've talked about it a lot, the bottles and whatnot. But we also do not talk enough about the things leading up to the actual delivery. So in a way, I feel like Mary skipped to the good part today. I'm kidding. I don't think it was. I, 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 I cannot imagine what Mary was thinking when, when Gabriel spoke to her. But what happened before and after this, in this chapter of Luke's gospel, Tells us how women changed the story for all of us. How there would be no Jesus without Mary. How there would be no John without Elizabeth. Now, it, not she. She's referenced in today's gospel, and so I kind of want to bring it in because, as I always tell you all, when we're preparing to preach, we we when we isolate scripture, we sometimes kind of miss it, and so. I, a few verses before, we we have um, the angel Gabriel showing up to Zechariah, the priest, and telling him, your wife is going to have a baby. And so Elizabeth is Zechariah's wife, Baron, They're both older. And, and he comes, and she also happens to be Mary's cousin. And here, in, in just that the few verses before, that's what's happening in the story, right? There's angel Gabriel comes up, tells Zechariah, Tell them about, about Elizabeth, Zechariah's like, hmm, I don't know. And so uh, the angel's like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. And so because you doubted me, now you're going to be blind until it happens. Uh, you go read it. I'm not kidding you all. And, and so we are given two examples of women who believed and who knew God would not abandon them. God making the impossible possible for them. One barren, one a virgin. Verses 24 and 25 give us a glimpse into Elizabeth's experience saying that she stayed in hiding for five months during that pregnancy. Right, we don't know why, but it was included in that one verse she hid and the different translations say she was hiding for five moons, five months. But it shows us she had some autonomy at the time, just like Mary. Today we get to experience this range of emotions. Luke does not shy away from the obvious, right? So when we start reading our our gospel today, twice stating that Mary is a virgin. Mary's response, next to Zechariah's response to Gabriel, shows us how brave Mary was. Zechariah responds with, How can I be sure of this? While Mary says, all right, let's go. How will it happen if I'm a virgin? Radical defiance, engaged and pregnant. And the angel appearing to her today and not to her fiance. Mary's response is still here am I, the servant of the Lord. And then we get to our verses today. Different versions translate Mary's initial response as she was perplexed, she was disturbed, she didn't know what was happening, she didn't know how to take this greeting from the angel. But all theologians and all commentaries agree on her final response of, here I am and let it be. Immediately after this in the story, Luke tells us that Mary went with exi- excitement from Nazareth to Judea to see her cousin Elizabeth. Mary's response to Elizabeth becomes her song of praise, the Magnificat, words that are probably familiar to those who pray evening prayer. When the voices and rights of women continue to be stripped away, Advent 4 is important. Right? When we have women fleeing the state to obtain necessary health care, this gospel today is important. When we pass bills that authorize police to arrest people they suspect of doing anything illegally, Mary's revolutionary response is needed. When people continue to die as a result of war, the miracle of Jesus matters. Lighting the fourth candle that represents love matters and is used as a symbol, a symbol for all of us to return to that. Center for action and contemplation teacher Mirabai Star tells us that our task is to mend the broken world and we do this through every act of loving-kindness. It means pressing our ear to the land to hear the heartbeat of the mother learning to read her pulses, diagnose her ailments. It means slowing down enough to let the pain of the world all the way deep into our hearts, allowing our hearts to break open and acting from that broken open space. It means stepping up with humility, with curiosity and with love. So I end this morning praying these liberating and prophetic words from Mary for all of us. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Amen. Amen.